busting out the big question, do you use tanks in your army? Plus, we talk about how important is terrain in the game of bolt action. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Welcome back, all you Bolt Action fans, to episode 21 of Trident Wargaming. I'm your host, Andy, and today, again with me, I have my two good friends uh, joining us again, uh, Mr. Jason and Dusty. How are you guys doing? Howdy. Doing well. <laughs> you guys are good? You guys have been uh, surviving, getting your yep. stuff ready? Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's good to hear. Soon enough, we'll be able to roll some dice, I think. Yeah? That'll be exciting, for sure. <laughs> I'm a far more efficient painter when I have a uh, a deadline of a game looming. <laughs> isn't, isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to be an avid tournament player, and that's the only way I would get my armies done. <laughs> yeah, lately I've been uh, just little challenges, and that's that's what's been doing it for me. So it's been pretty good. Uh, but for today's episode, uh, got a couple topics to kind of go over. Um, first, of course, we'll do kind of a, a hobby overview, see what we're we're doing and, and whatnot, and then uh, we have some terrain talk. So we'll go through some some stuff with terrain about uh, the importance of it and just creation of it and whatnot, a whole bunch of stuff like that. And then uh, one question that I actually posted on one of the Bolt Action uh, Facebook pages is about uh, when you're army building, um, is a tank or armor really necessary in an army? So. Uh, that one sparked a lot of uh, good uh, answers, so I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say and you know how how you guys go about it as well for your armies. So, uh, so yeah. First off, I guess uh, some some hobby talk. Um, what have you guys been up to? Anything? Well, I've, <laughs> I've been working pretty steadily on the epic civil war guys and uh i only have like 800 to paint so nice uh, and yeah i think i'm i'm gonna uh start on another small canadian force with new canadians you picked up the uh, new box sets right i i hadn't yet i'm going i'm going oh, to okay. grab the new box set and, nice. and do the much just because I already have two Canadian armies, but I'll do up some units with these new guys because they look cool. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Did you uh, did you do both uh, uh, Union and Confederates for your Civil War? Yeah, I got the uh, the starter box with uh, four brigades or three brigades each, and I got an extra brigade each. So I have uh, four brigades each side, plus I did a, I think about four other brigades from 
some other uh, things. So I got a lot, a lot, you know, built, primed, and just <laughs> slugging away. Story of my life, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they take a lot longer than you. You, you think 15 mil or 13 mil, that's not, that's way fast, but it takes a lot, a lot longer than I thought, but they're going to be fun anyway. Nice. Can't wait to see that. You'll have to send pictures and whatnot. For and, sure. And, uh, and how about you, Mr. Dusty? What you got going? Currently, uh, I've got some uh, Polish for Italy that I'm working on. I picked up uh Picked up one of the new Canadian British sets. Nice. And uh, combined them, actually combined them with some 8th Army arms and some Marine arms to change up the weapons and, and have some rolled up sleeves and things because, you know, Italy is a little bit hotter. So. Okay, yeah. Yeah, change them up a bit. Um, and that actually is really good because uh, 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 the Marine bits fit fairly well, but uh, with the new the new sets that have come out, uh, the Eighth Army and the uh, Canadians, and I assume the Commandos that are coming out later in September, they're all really interchangeable for people. Yeah, they they've seemed to kind of gone a little different route with their plastic kits now compared to some of the older ones, right? So they they seem to have that same kind of um, molding for like the arms that are attached with the with the guns and whatnot. Yeah, and there's similar poses, but they're they're all you know the uniforms are different and right. things like that. But they're very close. Uh, all the heads are different and that. But yeah, it's it's uh it's good to it's good to have them if you wanted to combine, especially because there's a couple different weapon options for each different type. Like you know, Eighth Army has Thompsons and uh, there's Sten guns and the Canadians, and you know you'll have some Vickers Ks with the Commandos. So you'll be able to do some interesting. Uh, Nice. Interesting conversions nice. if you want. And uh, 30, 30 guys in a box goes a long way. I've got uh, two 10-man mm -hmm. units, uh, a mortar, a Pia team, a sniper, uh, a foo, and a commander. And uh, yeah, like it's, uh, it's a good, uh, good jump on an army in one box. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure it is. For sure it is. And I know uh, some of the um, unboxing videos that i did there kind of show the the sprue and whatnot and uh i did notice on a lot of these new sets you don't actually get like the the pewter command uh miniatures in the new sets they kind of made them into like support groups but needless to say you can still create your guys out of those plastic kits right so absolutely yeah it works it works quite well um I know I have the Eighth Army as well. I should probably showcase that one at some point, but uh, coming down the pipe for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, as for myself, not so much on armies, um, at least not for both action. That is, but I have started to work on terrain because that is kind of one of our focuses for the next couple months. Um, usually you know terrain you kind of kind of gets a little neglected sometimes unless it's an event or something um so i did manage to put together one of my um i guess it's a cargo train car 
uh, MDF train car from Sarisa Precision, and it's uh, it's to go for the uh, the Stalingrad um, theme that I have in my head, kind of like the railroad train sector with the warehouses and stuff. So, yeah, it, it only took. I'm gonna say the kit was probably anywhere from maybe 15, 20 minutes to actually assemble. And uh, I had ordered actually quite a few of them to to make some decent looking terrain and like some line of sight blocking kind of stuff. And uh, just to have that themed look, you know, uh, to the to the actual tabletop. So um, so that's on the go. Plus, I have the. Uh, you know, we mentioned before the tractor factory and stuff going. So that's my focus for terrain or for uh, hobby right now. And then um, looks like in the new year, a few of us are planning on going to Las Vegas again. So hopefully I'll be able to check out the bolt action over there too. But that's, uh, that's another story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool that that uh, the guys are still working on stuff and hype is happening. And I know uh, in the, our our local Facebook group, um, I know I dropped another painting event and uh, extended it an extra month so guys can actually really work on stuff and and whatnot. So, it'd be pretty cool. I think I have a Stug submitted for that. I think sweet. So it's all built. I just need to paint it. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to finish that German winter army for Stalingrad, man. That's, that's another thing. I got my, uh, I got my little uh, Soviet Stalingrad army. Sweet. Painted up for one of your other painting challenges. That's right. Nice. That was the first one we did. Yeah. I remember seeing those pictures. That's cool. There's so much. There's there's so many miniatures and so many themes and it's the thing I love about yeah. bolt action, right? You, there's so many possibilities and and stuff that you can do. Oh so. yeah. So speaking of terrain, um, that will go into our kind of first uh, subject is uh, is terrain. Everything about terrain, you know. Um, how important is terrain in games of bolt action you know in bolt action it's super important like it really makes the game the game is designed to be like a cinematic style game so if you're not playing with with uh things that break line of sight or or uh you know give your models the opportunity or give yourself the opportunity to get down behind your models to get the, you know, the, uh, the model eye view to see if you can hit that guy or see that guy or, Mm -hmm. you know, it it really detracts from, from the game playing on a, on a big open field, you know, uh, probably a lot more than other games. Yeah. I find, um, it was a little note I wrote down was bolt action and terrain. Like I, f- I feel that it's actually quite different than a lot of other games, you know, like 
and, and maybe you guys agree or disagree, but even the interaction with some of the terrain in your game and in with your units, like buildings, for example, you know, um, a lot of buildings and stuff in other games, it's just counts as terrain where you just can roll a dice and you can walk a certain distance through it. Right. Whereas like bolt action, you are actually interacting with that terrain and multiple units can interact with that building as, as an example. Um, so yeah, it, it's a bit different and I, I do enjoy it. I know there's been games where we've just had slug fests because of the terrain so tightly packed, you know, you're fighting in the middle of the streets, right? Yeah. And I mean, and sometimes it goes against you. Sometimes you wish you were playing on an open field, mm -hmm. but, uh, but that's part of the fun too. Oh, a hundred percent. I know, you know what, speaking of going against you, <laughs> I, I do remember playing dusty one time with his, uh, his long range desert force there. And, uh, he caught me off guard with having his vehicles actually on the roads and it changes, <laughs> it changes your movement, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And, and Dusty, you know what I'm talking about? Cause you do it all the time. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Like your opinion on that Dusty, like it, it's crazy, it's right? It is pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. Uh, doubling your movement on a, on a, a wheeled vehicle and being able to jump a squad out and uh, outflank is uh, quite effective, um, which, you know, it usually only works against an opponent once, and once they've uh, they smart they smarten that one up pretty quick and d defend the road lines so you can't do that, um, or, or put a couple barriers up so I can't just zoom around the board. Um, but even in past the gameplay i mean it it is definitely about immersing in the cinematic i mean uh from you know it's it's it's, it's a different that it's a historical game and you want to see those locations you want to see those battles you want to you want to you know reenact those you know uh great war movies that you've seen mm -hmm. you know with your models on the tabletop so the terrain is like I don't know. For me, it, it, it's you know an essential part. If you don't have the terrain, you know, it fifty-fifty with the armies. You know, it, it's it's equal, just on visually and enjoyment factor. Yeah, for sure. And something you don't think about too is, you know, uh, painted models is is good, but the terrain is a lot bigger than the models. You notice that first visually right so if painted models are important then having done up terrain is doubly important as far as the visual goes mm -hmm. you know oh 100 100 percent. i know like you know playing across multiple gaming systems and like when i when i go and go to an event or to a tournament right that's one of the big key things of telling me I'm going to come back to this event next time or I'm not right. Yeah. Is when I go there and like, uh, you know, terrain is all done up. Like you guys, I think you guys done it like twice now, I think with one with the spring assault. And then the other one I think was uh wards event. What was that onslaught? 
on some oh, level, yeah, yeah, right? Because yeah. I, I remember like, so I wasn't at that event and um, I was working on stuff at home. I think it was more miniatures, but um, wasn't even ready for any games that I was playing. But I went to the, I went to go check it out and I seen you guys all playing. I look across the board and I was just blown away. I was like, holy smokes, look at those palm trees, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 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 I've said it before too, like uh, when you guys set up your terrain and it's all done up, even from like the teddy teddy bear fur fields and all the trees and the buildings and you know, the the bridge and everything, Pegasus Bridge. When I'm looking down the board, even though I'm not playing, you know, when I'm looking down the board and I can see that Sherman tank trying to keep creep around the corner to get that perfect shot you know on that panzer four or something you just look at it and you just you can just picture you can just picture that story happening you can picture that battle that encounter happening right troopers running across the road trying to get into cover all that jazz absolutely i think that's what makes bolt action like great is because you can capture that moment, you know. And there's so much of it, and there's there's a lot of like um, resources that you can go for for that kind of stuff. You know, um, I believe it's Mel with uh, the Terrain Tutor. Yeah, for sure. He's a great resource, and he has yeah. a lot of. Uh, uh, I forget what they're called, the back to basics videos or uh, mm-hmm. something along that line, the basics where he goes through, you know, this is how you do trees. This is how you do ro- like yep. roads. It goes through a whole bunch of the basic stuff, which is great if you're starting, especially just to get an idea. And also a big part of making terrain is trial and error. So yep. if you can watch the videos and <laughs> One thing I like about his videos is he also includes the errors, uh, you know, or will test out, like, I'm going to try making this three different ways, and I'll tell you which way it works and which way it doesn't. And uh, so it's kind of nice to see that. So you don't have to make as many errors. Oh, for sure. But yeah. Great resource. Yep, definitely. And like some of the stuff that he's made, like I, I just watched his video of his uh atlantic wall d-day landing you know yeah that board is amazing and i just like i want to do that i really want to do that for the for the local community like get that made right i got all the foam in the garage i'll tell you that right now boys (laughs) i got the foam in the garage yep that's not a problem that's that's free money sitting right there (laughs) yep right it's just yeah uh and i don't know about you guys but i feel a lot of times too terrain is kind of a passion project right yeah for sure it sticks you know sticks in your craw and you you get going on it Mm -hmm. you know stalingrad for instance yep what a huge undertaking and i'm working on uh yeah and the, the the bad thing about terrain to be honest is that it can be overwhelming and the projects do take a long time. So hence I'm working on a thousand other things 
but also my I also working on a Stalingrad table with Pavlov's house. That's right. That's right. And I think I've shared a bunch of pictures on the. I mean, it's been stalled for, you know, eight months or something. Well, it takes but, t- uh, it takes time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely takes planning to, you know, plan plan out your board. Um, you know, have that. Uh, do your research on YouTube, gather your materials, and then, like, draw it out. What do I want? What size do I want? What am I filling it with? What are the options I'm going to have? Um, I find works really well before you just jump into it and then try to piece it together. Like, yeah. I, I find having a plan really helps. So that that's exactly what I did is uh, I didn't plan it out. The initial, the initial purchase of, of factories and stuff that I did. And then I got them all built up and all, you know, painted up and whatnot. And I went over to Bill's place and set them up on, um, you know, a table, right? Like our gaming table. And I, I set it up, looked really cool, but something was lacking, right? There was, there was too much open spots. So I was like, I need a lot of scatter terrain. Like this is, this is supposed to be a war zone. Like there's, like I almost need a textured table, you know, to to make everything fit, and then the extra scatter terrain, the craters, the debris everywhere, you know, uh, burnt out shells and hulls of vehicles and stuff like that, right? So exactly what like Dusty said, plan it out, plan it out. Well, and even even like going on like we planning your armies, you know we. It's the same with terrain, you know. You consider the consider the the thematic or the cinematic story. Mm-hmm. What is your board? What what's the story of your board? I think I think when you kind of you envelop yourself in that story, you can create such a a better board than just throwing a bunch of things on. Like you really. Uh, you know what is it? What is this? What what part of history is this taking place? Like, you can really get yourself uh, ingrained in it. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I know. I, I don't know how many like overview pictures of Stalingrad I've been looking at just to kind of get an idea of what's what. But it's all there. It's all in our history. It's all on the internet. So. Uh, have at her and you know like gathering materials and whatnot like i i, I know i looked at making some you know kind of jungle pacific kind of boards at one point and i literally have a tote full of like artificial plants that <laughs> i would actually use to make uh palm trees from uh the, the first was probably like the first video i seen from mel and it was literally making palm trees so, um, yeah, so they're sitting there ready to be used and whatnot and stuff like that. But, like, you can find so much of it. And, like, here we have a couple of shops that are pretty cheap that you just can find random stuff that you're like, oh, I can use that. That will work. That's usable, you know. 
and then you have your hobby shops that will have some more of the specific things you know like molds and whatnot if you need to so yeah. but, dollar stores are great yeah and that's exactly that's exactly the place to be right so <laughs> just walk up and down the aisles and you'll see random Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're used for, you know, why people need giant bags of popsicle sticks or, <laughs> you know, weird fake plants kind of on a, like a tree, you know, like an armature to hold them all. I don't know why people need that for other stuff, but I know what for. Oh, definitely. Definitely. There's that. And then there's, you know, if you, if you want to put money into it, you, Obviously, there's like MDF and plastic kits that you can get. Um, and uh, as Jason knows, and I've just kind of delved into printing as well, but 3D printing. Yeah. Um, which definitely takes a lot of time. But uh, yeah. <laughs> when you figure it out, you can make some good solid stuff. Like I know I've, I've printed out a few like um, stone walls very simple print but you can pump up you know pump out a whole bunch of them during the week and next thing you know it you got all this scattered terrain that you can use for your boards right yeah they're amazing for scattered terrain because the scattered terrain type things don't take very long you know like comparatively mm -hmm. uh so you can and uh, so they're not very expensive they don't take a very much material so they're super cheap you know things like you know walls or uh you know uh little vehicles or uh freighters or depends what know. you need yeah like crates Bands. and whatnot yeah yeah definitely and tree stumps i mean it, i mean the list is endless yeah, and I mean, if you're new to 3D printing, scatter terrain is a good thing to start with because even if you're, even if you mess up a few prints, they're really easy to still make work. Yeah. For scatter yeah. terrain, especially for yeah for terrain, if uh, if something doesn't print right, a lot of times I'll like I've printed, uh, uh, apartment for Berlin, World mm -hmm. War Two twenty eight mil scale. And it messed up halfway through. So I just jagged up the edges and put some rubble on the inside. And it's just a blown out apartment instead. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, it, it works perfect for that. That's, that's like the big building I'm building right now. It's, I don't know what it is, but, uh, I have had to cut it into different pieces to to fit my printing time for myself, right? But I can I can see that there's some gaps, and uh, it's just like okay, well, I got some plastic card. I'll kind of fix that up with, and then just rough it up, and you know, there you go. You got some some terrain, some ruined terrain or whatever for a city. So one hundred, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty good. Uh, lots of stuff out there. You guys just take a look there's a lot of resources on the internet um a lot of the communities are, are very helpful with that too uh i know geek gaming scenics luke he uh does a lot of uh, homemade kind of terrain 
realistic mm-hmm. looking stuff, you know, from uh, static grass to um, these sea foam tree branches, which I always laugh at. I actually ordered like two boxes from the UK and they look like realistic trees, you know, um, but there's they have so much. He has a shop, too. You can grab a lot of stuff from them, but there's so much out there. It's ridiculous. And then on top of that, too, is uh, battle mats. You know, um, battle mats are good if you want to make that, you know, quick base for what you're going to play with. And uh, it's very smooth, very good surface. Mm -hmm. Um, Textured tabletops are a little bit more work and um, can be a little heavier, but they do look really good. They can look cool. They're hard. They're the biggest drawback for those I find is really storage, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You build a, a really cool textured board or, or whatever, and then you got to put it somewhere when you're not playing with it, but they yeah. do look, they do look great. The, the best thing about the mats is that, I mean, you can have 20 of them in the place of, you know, one board. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and and uh, obviously transport transportability you yeah know, like transporting if, if you are you know going to your local gaming group or something and maybe you know they have terrain maybe they don't or you're going to a buddy's place and he doesn't have anything you know you can roll up your mat fill your bin with your terrain and pack it in the car and uh it, it's super fast yeah yeah um, you know, you still need a surface to put it on, but that's you can always be all sorts of things, uh, not just uh, not just a flat sheet. Yeah, and I will say I I've really become attached to the oversized mats uh, as opposed to the exact six by four uh, dimensions, the ones that are in the fleece or the teddy bear fur ones, because mm-hmm. I can put. Uh, hills or you could even put books under or whatever to get the undulation of the terrain you can get it to you can make hills underneath the mats you know uh super easy and if uh, you're doing something specific you can make it you know with you know a, a vhs and a, a couple of books underneath there VHS, you wow, know. throwback. Yeah, there, I don't know who has a VHS <laughs> hanging around, but <laughs> I know I still have one somewhere. But <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, those oversized mats are absolutely where it's at for me right now. I I love being nice. able to mm-hmm. pop stuff under it and make what I make the shapes that I want out of the terrain. Nice. And there's so many more companies nowadays that are doing oh. um, all kinds of mats. You know, whether they be fabric or neoprene or or uh-huh. teddy bear fur, like so many now, they're so accessible. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So yeah, that's kind of our take on terrain for this session. A lot of good info there. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, I'm sure you'll see pictures and whatnot of stuff that uh, we work on and whatnot. 
Uh, I know local community-wise, they've been posting a couple of pictures of terrain. Might snag some of that to show you, you guys out there as well. Um, but our next topic, uh, and and this one I asked in one of the uh, Facebook uh, Bolt Action communities, was: Is it really necessary when building an army to take tank slash armor? in your army and with the answers i got back and whatnot it's it's kind of a 50 50 split (laughs) so it's pretty good but i I think the uh the rule of cool applies yeah as the uh, number one theory for building an army if you like tanks bring a tank you know and if you uh if you're not a huge fan or if that's not what you're going for then then don't bring it but uh, the the game is set up in such a way that uh you can combat a tank without having one there's anti-tank guns there's yep. artillery or mortars that you can use to pin out tanks mm-hmm. there's flamethrowers there's uh uh, infantry with anti-tank weapons like uh, Panzerfaust or uh, or uh, bazookas, uh, bazookas yeah. or uh, Piet. uh, Piat's. Uh, there's even uh, anti-tank grenades, and you can assault the tank, mm-hmm. uh, which is my one of my preferred methods with uh, my uh, paratroopers. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't do the same thing I did against Tony's uh, Sherman. I, uh, I I ended up trying to assault him before he activated, and I, and I was in his front arc. Well, that that unit got roasted. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> he was, yeah, he was able to fire at you. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh no! Mistake yeah. number one. <laughs> I learned a lesson that turn, but. Um, yeah, like some of the stuff you said there, that's uh, some of it is, is what some of these guys have said, right? And uh, kind of went through and made a list of just kind of, you know, yeah, you, you have one or no, you don't have one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Rule of Cool, like you said, is there. Um, there is a lot more no, you don't really need one. Like the answer is about 50-50, but there's a little bit more on the, you know, no, you don't, right? Which yeah. I get it, you know. Um, Dusty, have you used any tanks? I don't. Uh, I, I I have used the occasional tank. Nothing, nothing super uh, super big. Usually, it's a lighter vehicle. Right. But um, yeah, when it comes to tanks, I mean, for the most part, you don't. When you're playing the game, you don't need them. I mean, there are again, yeah, like artillery pieces and things that are far more useful um and one thing jason didn't mention was uh, just just even just avoiding vehicles like mm-hmm. the tanks yeah. Uh, yeah using your terrain to your advantage sometimes you like it works out that that tank maybe gets two shots off and of course it's only got one main gun perhaps and it's only hitting once um you know and it's uh i find they're they're a lot more of a Beer tactic than necessarily, in my experience, that that, that they're effective. Um, I found uh, 
what I'm gonna say there. I found um, I I honestly like playing opponents that that do have tanks in an army because I know that they've sunk mm-hmm. a considerable amount of points in that vehicle, and yeah. it's it it can be really easy to either not even to knock it out but to avoid it, and that vehicle won't pay for its points, and that means I probably have an extra infantry squad or two um, that he doesn't have on his side. And not to mention that they they generally can't capture objectives. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in some scenarios, sinking that many points into a tank, you know, might be the reason you lost if, if you don't have enough infantry to be able to withstand some casualties and be able to capture the objective, whatever scenario you might be playing. Uh, at the end of the day, maybe that tank was uh, was a detriment. Uh, but they are also super fun. I don't want to be on the tank hating. No, no yeah, yeah. No, so, so they're super fun. So, so a lot of the things you guys have pointed out just now is exactly what these guys have been saying. So, you know, um, there's one, and I see this all the time. Is they're kind of uh, you know, a one hit wonder kind of thing where one lucky hit on them and that's it. They're like a glass cannon. Right? Yeah. Um you know, if 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 you don't if you don't take one, your opponent's uh anti tank weapons that they've spent points on are kind of useless. Right? Yeah, that's another thing, yeah. So there's that. Uh some people say that you know the the points are wasted on them because they don't make their points back, which is kind of true if you go big. You know, six hundred and six hundred and sixty six points for a tank is is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, That's especially a lot. depending on the size of the game for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, also, the the argument against uh, not making your points back can sometimes be a little bit silly because they also absorb a lot of hits true mm-hmm. they they are yep. magnets for firepower which even if your tank didn't necessarily kill i'm playing devil devil's advocate a bit here but even if your tank didn't necessarily kill that many points they may be saved that many points from the rest of your team getting destroyed also yeah and well, that's and it, it... go ahead dusty go ahead uh it it, it may even save an entire flank right yeah true yeah true just having it there and it's uh it's and that's again there's a couple of those points here like um no you know you don't need to take one but if you do they can be a distraction force right yeah Uh, like you just 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 like you said taking soaking up hits they can be a sponge sometimes right sometimes you you like my french don't really have strong enough weapons to take them out right um especially heavier tanks if i'm going against them if it's just kind of a pickup game and you know you're just playing um but there's there's things too you know historical accuracy depending on what time period you're playing guys might want to take it because it fits their army um there's some some words here about like tournaments (laughs) a lot of the guys are saying leave them at home (laughs) yeah right yeah um so 
it's it's a very interesting portion on the you know no you don't really need it but as for the portion of like guys are saying oh no you got to take one right you must have them um they if they're used well if they're positioned well they can control the battlefield right multiple guns you can fire your guns at different targets that kind of thing you know uh, getting pummeled by three medium machine guns your squad is pretty much hitting the deck like they're going to be pinned there for a long time right um so you know the mobile machine gun platform pretty much um of course an advantage of firepower and protection so if you don't really have anything in your army to knock out a tank there's a good chance it's going to be on there for a while and it's going to do some work mm-hmm. uh and then there's a uh, one of the guys was saying it's it's they're pretty good for late activation you know so waiting the rounds out hopefully you don't get blasted and shot but being a later activation and seeing everybody where they're at if you've got a unit that hasn't gone down and already used its order and you're able to fire at it with you know a decent hitting number you're gonna do some work you know mm-hmm. caught out in the open you know um and my favorite is a lot of times if i am going to take a tank it's not going to be so much with a anti-tank you know cannon i'm looking at howitzers because <laughs> as we know as you guys know i love my howitzers <laughs> yep. but the game is basically it's meant for infantry right and when those bigger howitzers hit they do massive work even against veterans oh yeah there's no you know and and of course i'm looking at it at a point of view too of like if i was going to attorney i would probably take a howitzer of some sorts um but even just pickup games if I want to throw it into a, into one of my uh, armies, you know, um, am I going to go and take the biggest tank there is? Probably not because it's just so many points. I'll save that for tank war, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, howitzers. Yeah. I'll put a check mark on that in my books. <laughs> <laughs> but Here's the other thing. Tanks just look cool. Mm-hmm. on a tabletop so regardless of everything else and this is also from a guy that plays an exclusively infantry based army as my main army they just look pretty darn cool on a tabletop they do they do um, yeah probably why i have like 30 or 40 tanks <laughs> you know we are going to have to start something up with tank war though we should. I have 14 Germans. You know, so there you go. But <laughs> like, I, I do know a lot of the guys. Um, they, I know they mentioned it before that they would love to do some kind of little campaign or something. And, and tank war would be pretty simple to do. So, um, and if nobody, you know, maybe that's a topic we can 
talk about and whatnot as well is tank war but um as for one more thing on on you know you need to take a tank in your your army so for me the one not pet peeve but kind of um concern sometimes is when you're playing you know your 1200 points whatever it is the highest points that was it 1200 1250 i can't remember it's been so long 1250 1250 yeah that's right is when you start taking two platoons and you start taking two tanks in your army, you know, um, now you got two of them to face. You know what I mean? Like myself, I don't think I would do that unless it was like a specific actual tank platoon or something, right? Just to show that they had those multiple uh artillery pieces kind of thing in their army you know um but i don't know it's it's a tough one because everybody plays differently you know one of the great things about bolt action though is that so far in all the games that i've played i've never played a game and i lose a lot at least 50 50 (laughs) but i've never played a game where i felt like i couldn't have won yeah because of the forces Right. The uh, the armies are are balanced enough. Some have weaknesses and strengths and but there's so many options that you can be anything. You know, there's so even that that two tank list, he has two platoons. Uh, he does have to pay for that second officer and those two other troops. So in order to do that, he probably paid for crappy officers. So he has low leadership and probably has really small squad sizes of pretty mediocre troops. So, so it it totally will even out. But intimidating to face two tanks. I'm with you there. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I I have faced them a fair bit, but yeah, it's you definitely got to play the mission, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you have those two tanks, and most of most of the uh, scenarios have some kind of objective that you have to capture, mm-hmm. generally that is what it is. Uh, and you can't capture it with a tank. At best, you can deny it to the enemy uh, to go for a draw. But if I can take out all of your infantry squads and make it so you can't win, and best you can do is fight for a draw, you right. know, right? Uh, it's really pretty easy to do against those armies where they have those all their points in that one direction. No, that's yeah. true. That's very true. It's good. It's and, a... and let's let's not forget, we're, you're, you are playing a game, and you're playing in the odds. So those tanks still have to roll dice, and I don't know about you, but my dice roll up low all the <laughs> have time. You, have you seen my and French it... dice? <laughs> <laughs> my snipers are the worst hitting unit in my game, in any game I've ever played. Especially uh, so... those, especially those one shot weapons. Like oh yeah, 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 yeah. No large I... guns, flamethrowers, all the things that always matter. And 
you're, you're rolling yeah. under average. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, if you're playing six turns in a game, maybe seven, maybe eight, if you're rolling for the extra turns, that's, that's six shots, six chances to hit right on a, on a D six needing probably a four or more, at least a four or more to hit most commonly. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if the guy is smart, he's going to try to make your, you know, the number you need go up mm -hmm. uh, where he can. So, you know, needing a five or a six to hit, you're only getting six tries at best. Yeah. That's uh yeah. And that's not even including like this whole turn. My force can be hiding around buildings in this, you know, uh, African desert town of what sorts, you know, and, yeah, and and you you can't see me at all. So now you have to maneuver out of your position or, you know, uh, go into ambush to try to, to see if I'm going to move so that you're going to be able to fire. But exactly. if you're just, if you're just sitting back there in that zone while well, you're, you're that whole turn, you could be wasted. So you're not doing anything. Quite often, right? the, quite often the first, the first turn isn't, there's, there's very little or no shooting, or you're taking a pot shot with very little chance of actually hitting yeah. because that's all the only option available, right? Usually you're moving on the table or your guys are already, you know, hidden or, or behind uh, some terrain. Mm -hmm. So you're, you know, you're not even getting those full six turns, you know, to shoot and certainly not shooting optimally. And one of the, one of the worst things that can happen to you with having a tank, and I've had this happen is the prep bombardment. Mm. You know, some, yep. sometimes your tank gets that unlucky hit with that prep bombardment <laughs> and it's, it's, you don't even get to use it in the game. It just happens. Right. Not very yeah. often, not very often. No, but for me, it always seems to be, it's either my transport my tank or my officer my officer every right? time right it's every time my guys are going in <laughs> without a guy leading them uh it, it it's it's murphy's law it ha that's the way it happens you know yeah so every once in a while it's a medic but you know it happens <laughs> so but yeah it's 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 interesting it's it's like I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I would take two tanks. No, unless I'm doing it for for fun or if we're trying to do some kind of specific scenario. Right, right. Uh, I think in general, certainly on a pickup game or, or a rando, you know, playing against a random dude, I, I maybe a tank. Probably I'm playing my paratrooper, so I'm not bringing a tank anyway. Mm -hmm. But. But if I'm playing, uh, you know, my uh, Canadians or any other forces, are probably one tank max. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, if I'm if I'm ever taking two tanks though as well, like I don't think I don't think they'd be any higher than seven plus armor if I'm <laughs> taking two tanks. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna actually ask you guys too, like when it comes to taking armor. You know, your point 
kind of limit of where you're sitting at you you know are you going to go with a lighter tank or are you going to go with a heavier tank you know um depending on what army you're playing or building like i know i know my french a lot of times when i'm playing that high points sometimes i'm sick of looking at all the infantry i have on the board and i need a big char on my side yeah slow as hell but when i tell the opponent i'm firing a howitzer from the hull and they just look at me. Really? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can take my light cannon, but, you know, <laughs> you're taking the yeah, howitzer, you know, too. You know, the a lot of times people overlook the French army uh, armor in, in bolt action because they don't often get the, the game that they deserve. Often they're playing against mid to late war Germans. Yeah instead of early war and early war german tanks versus the early war french tanks it's very much more even yeah no for sure and i think we've had some of those battles where it's really fun playing with those early war light tanks you know yeah they're, they're just under un underrepresented especially hmm. in tabletop games everybody wants to go for the big panzers yeah or uh, panthers or uh, tigers tigers yeah uh yeah you know but i love the look of those little you know panzer twos mm -hmm. that was the <laughs> that was the first one i used actually <laughs> nice you know don't don't discount uh you know early war stewart with uh three mmgs on it yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Stuart. I mean, they basically kept till the late war. They mm -hmm. obviously they changed it to the uh, uh, M5, but uh, still relatively the same design. It's funny you mentioned the yeah. M3 because I think that was one of my last purchases. Yeah, it's a M3 and a a puma that i bought nice. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good stuff good i stuff. i would rather face a, a tiger than a guy with two pumas you know oh. to be honest yeah. vehicles are they're crazy good and i think um i'm not sure i think it is i think the italian forces have like a two-for-one choice of a, a small tank as well and it's like multiple machine guns mm. which uh, one of the guys i think one of the guys used that on us at one time but but yeah like super cheap lots of machine guns and you got two of them and it was like oh boy this thing's gonna just shred infantry right yeah so well but, you know and i mean early war a, like a 50 caliber was an anti-tank gun yeah that's true that's uh that's what it was it just adopted different purposes moving forward you know as armor got thicker but uh but yeah it's just, i love seeing those early war tanks the little tankettes yeah my i think my favorite tank is that uh that uh oh geez the polish uh is it the t3 what am i thinking of what the, i can't remember what it's called the little i have three is it like a little two-man 
Yeah. Like super small, right? I can't remember. Yeah. Super tiny tankettes. They're smaller than a universal carrier. <laughs> you can hide them behind a picket fence and the guy can't see you. Yeah, I think it's T3. TK3? TK3. Yeah. TK3. TK3, yeah. Like it's it's as tall as the waist up to up to the waist of a man standing. I I mean it it looks like it looks like you've built a tank for your five year old. <laughs> yeah, it's a golf, golf cart chassis. Yeah, oh, it's a golf cart tank for sure. That's funny. That's pretty funny. But yeah, when it comes to come to tanks and and army building, lots of options. Um, as you can see pros and cons and what people have kind of said and and what uh, dusty and, and jason have said here too so uh but ultimately you know historical game um like jason said you know rule of cool and uh just play with what you want really so your far. army play with what you want Exactly. Don't give in to peer pressure. Do what you want, man. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and with that, um, that's about all the time we have for this episode. So, if you guys do like what you heard and uh, have any comments or ideas about topics that we've talked about, um, you know, please write us on the comments or you can email us. Uh, also, check out our Facebook page and and jump in there and check out our instagram as well um so we'll have a lot more kind of discussions like this down the road and uh, i think i'm going to maybe start up a little series of just kind of army overviews like we were doing before but kind of make them separate episodes because a lot of times there is uh there's a fair bit of stuff to go through in an army give a little bit more of a deep dive uh episode that I could go into and whatnot. Um, but again, thanks for joining. Uh, thank you guys for, for joining me here today as well. It's always a pleasure. And, yeah, no worries. Uh, thanks. You guys are always welcome. So um, I'm sure that we will be playing here in the near future. <laughs> so, Hopefully. So, and again, uh, for anybody listening and checking us out, Thanks for, for jumping in and, and listening. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys again and we'll catch you next time. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.